Hey, this is Rob, and this is episode 20 of the Folly Coffee Podcast. Let's get it brewing. So, a few things before starting this episode outright. First, this is our first attempt at a new format uh, with the Instagram live interview feature. So, the audio on this is recorded on my phone and Seth is remote because we have to kind of adjust and improvise during this absolutely crazy time with COVID-19 coronavirus. And... So the audio on this is from the Instagram live recording. That being said, this will also be the first podcast episode available on our YouTube channel. So if you go to the Folly Coffee YouTube channel, this video will be available uh, for this podcast episode. Today's interview is with Seth Dewin. Uh, This is a really cool one. I wanted to interview Seth because he had a story recently come out of this whole COVID-19 coronavirus situation. He is a very talented musician. He's a member of General B and the Wiz. He's a member of A Little Too Short to be Stormtroopers, if you heard the episode with Kai earlier. Uh, Seth When this whole situation went down and all these gigs got canceled and venues weren't allowed to have concerts, he started making $5 dog jingles. What? What does that mean? You'll see. Listen to the episode. But he ended up getting covered by City Pages. He was on TV with Kara Levin. He was uh, was covered by some nationally syndicated publications, blasted out to millions of followers on Instagram. Uh, It's a really cool story, and it's honestly just a really nice positive boost during what is a very strange time. Uh, Also, before we start, I will also mention... Folly Coffee website, www.follycoffee.com, is brand new. I'm going to do an episode about how that all happened in such a short time. But we have a brand new subscription service right now. It's 10% off. If you go to follycoffee.com, any three, six, uh, three month, six month, or the monthly reoccurring is 10% off. And it remains 10% off even when the sale ends. So that means you can get 10% off Folly Coffee for life. Let's go. All right, into the episode. Again, if you want to watch the video of this, it is available at the Folly Coffee YouTube channel. But here's the audio. Enjoy. All right. This is the first time I've done a live, like live, live, where somebody else didn't start it. So it says they're telling the followers that they're starting a live video. So I'm going to say that the live video is going now. All right. So we are going to test a new video format here. Uh, Figured out while Melissa was doing yoga on Saturday that you can do this thing where you interview people. And one of the coolest stories to come out of this whole, like, COVID-19, coronavirus situation, uh, obviously everything started and it sucked. Uh, Everything was shut down. It continued to get shut down. Uh, Restaurants, bars, cafes, offices. And one of the things that got shut down was obviously group gatherings. What is a type of group gathering? Well, concerts. Uh, Anyone who knows me knows that I am an avid concert goer. And so this was personally a huge bummer because it's a big part of my life. But then you start to think like, wait, what about all these musicians out there? Like, there are so many people that depend on this. And so I looks like Seth just sent the request to be in the video. Let's see if this works. With Seth. Waiting for Seth right now. So Seth, 
did this really, really cool thing. When all this went down, yo! Hey, what's up? <laughs> what up? Rob, my folly friend. I cannot believe this is working. Hey, hey, look, we're both on a screen together. All right, cool. Uh, I was just finishing the intro of like what went down. So okay. I was just getting to like all the venues got closed down. And when you're on the other side of a concert, you're like, oh man, this sucks. Like I like going to bars. I like going to restaurants. I like seeing shows. This is a bummer. I'm bored on your side of things. It's like, oh, this yeah. is my, this is my livelihood. <laughs> that just yeah. sucks. And what made me yeah. think of you this week was uh, General B Show was supposed to be like this weekend, last weekend? Yeah, we were supposed to have one on Friday night. And yeah, I had another gig on Saturday night and another gig on Sunday morning, like church gig on Sunday morning. Yeah. That's kind of the story of every weekend now. So Yeah, I did the podcast with Kai and you just realized that like musicians like yourself that are like full, mostly full-time uh, musicians or at least a big part of your livelihood that you're gigging like multiple times every week and weekend. And what the kind of the overwhelming uh, response to COVID-19 and coronavirus that I saw was like, oh no, like donate, like donate to me, donate to this cause. Like we're all, and it's, it, like you want to help, but it's so overwhelming because there's so many people and there's so many industries and there's so many types of people are affected that it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible to help everyone. And yeah. so, what I saw you do was like, it stuck out among all the stuff that was happening because you started doing, when all this went down, hey, for $5, I'll make a song about your dog. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing, but I'm having a great time. It's so great. $5 to write a song, to write a short song about your dog, yeah. and, a do and a dollar of it goes to... So yeah, for it, it's kind of like a like a pay what you want structure. Like I'm letting people, uh, it's like starting at five dollars, but some people have like been generous and tipped like way more. Um, and so it, and I think song is a loose word. I call it more of a jingle because I don't go like past thirty seconds or anything on any of these. Um, but like people find it really funny when like it's kind of like a reactionary jingle and I throw an auto-tune effect on it, and a vocoding effect on it, and then it just kind of immediately makes it hilarious. And I don't know, I always love looking at pictures of dumb dogs and cats and stuff. It just kind of is a instant mood setter when we're kind of in the deep, dark depths of terrible wait, mood wait. all day. How long, many people so. see pictures of dogs and cats and go, I like looking at pictures of dogs and cats. How can I turn this into, uh, like, like source of revenue to live on and uh and so before we start uh i told you to get your guitar set up ready i got yeah i got one plugged in right now i don't know if, it, if it'll sound any good but i've got a, a kind of a little monitor set up here and i pulled up some some software effects if okay if, if, you, if you want a, a a little riff or two let's do let's do like three riffs Again, oh, yeah. I told you we were going to do this so you had the setup ready, but you don't know what kind of vibe or mood I'm going to throw out there. I'm not, so, not, prepared not prepared at all. So you're a guitar player by trade, yeah? Yeah. Is that uh, any other instruments that you consider yourself like, uh, that's in my instrument as well? I'm, 
mean, yeah, so, like, I started playing the viola when I was, like, in fifth grade, but I was taking guitar lessons from my mom because she knew how to play some basic chords, and I thought that that was pretty cool, and I didn't want to learn piano like my older sister. Like, that didn't seem nearly as fun to me. So uh, I was like, yeah, I should actually take some real guitar lessons, and then started learning from a private teacher who's a piano tuner in the Twin Cities area for about 12, 13 years. And then uh, when I went to college, I did, I studied music composition. So you'd get a little bit of a background on a bunch of different instruments. And so I, uh, with, with that, it was cool. Cause then I was able to actually like learn how to play the piano for the purpose of writing on a piano. Like I am not by any means a pianist, but I passed the proficiency exam. So that was as much piano as I needed to learn. But I think primarily guitar, bass, and uh, I sing a bit too. Because so. that's, that's what I know you as, is just absolutely shredding on the guitar. So let's throw out a few different moods here. How about the first one, just like 15 seconds. If you're just like, you need to get funky for 15 seconds, what kind of a riff do you play? Getting funky. Um, do, you want, do you want Ottawa on this? I got one plugged in oh, right now. We don't have yeah, it. of course. That's not even a question. Okay. So... I'm getting funky, let's see, we'll just go key of E or... Did that sound I mean, okay or does it sound like trash to you? No, song? that actually, it sounds way better than I expected. <laughs> I would have already been like, let's cut the bit. Let's cut the bit. No, it's good. Okay, uh, something, something really angry. Ooh, all right. So I found this, uh, th there's a setting on uh, this digital audio workstation called Arena Ready, which I can only assume is probably meant for if I'm like in an arena. And you can just... two more because one i want to go like what do you call the music of like the blink 182 days where like we were probably in middle school and it's like is that like oh, pop punk yeah. what is that called yeah i'll call that pop punk probably do you do you have a pop punk riff you think you could play uh like a pop punk like a <laughs> somebody that's never seen you play and you just gotta like flex and you're just like i got 15 seconds just to shred just okay. to, like i gotta melt your face 
it's like it's like American Idol if it was American Idol, but for guitar and for people with talent. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't ever do this, but just be uh just because somebody uh somebody right down there I saw that there was a request for Freebird. So <laughs> I think that's that's how the solo starts. So I could I could probably flex like that, but no, th not like that. That's that's my sister's boyfriend that requested that. We don't need to listen. Oh, to is it really? And then and then that's my mom now requesting it. So this is right, this is well, legitimate. This is what we're doing here. <laughs> okay, um, I'd probably um do a little get out of this arena ready uh setting and uh. And are you able to stand up with your setup? I can see your guitar right now. Huh? There you go. Oh, you want to see your guitar when you sit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the, for some reason, like when people are are watching a guitarist and when they see the second hand enter in, like, and all of a sudden the pick, like, leaves down here, they like go go absolutely ape for a uh, for a tapping <laughs> solo. So like something like a. Like stuff like that, which is yeah. actually not the most like technically hard thing to do. At yeah, that's like, uh, that's, that's like that's that's like um. Soloing and and then all of a sudden throw in a couple of these. Everyone loves it, and it's so like I don't know. All right, cool. That that was the whole bit. It worked. Okay, which I, I I'm a I'm a very humble guy, so I don't like to flex. That's not me. Would you say you're the most humble? I am the most humble, Rob. Well then, <laughs> I'm humbler than you are. That, that, wow, I don't know how to respond to that. That means you're not humble. Anyway, okay. I should say, what, but before we get further, I, I've got a cool folly mug right here. That is a very cool folly mug. I heard they did like a competition of local artists and, and pick the winner on Instagram votes. But that's just what I heard. I am rocking because, well, this is kind of depressing, but I'm rocking my Turf Club mug because that's where your gig was supposed to be last Friday that I've been had on my calendar for a month. Oh, I'm so sad. I missed yeah. the Turf Club already. But, so this interview episode is like, I, I, I talked about it with Kai on the podcast that we did, but I think oftentimes people don't look at musicians as entrepreneurs, but in reality, it's probably one of the most entrepreneurial professions that is out there because you have to book your own gigs. You have to find how to get in with people. You have to find how to like book consistent gigs and you have to kind of like constantly shift what you're doing. And do I stick with one band? Do I go with multiple yeah. bands? And so I, I, I think what you did in shifting to dog jingles as like <laughs> this ultimate pivot uh, because it was crazy because I saw you post it. And I was like, ah, that's, that's funny. I like that. And then all of a sudden I see it getting written about in like, I see you on care 11. I'm like, whoa, whoa, he's on TV. And then all of a sudden I see you on uh, what, what was the, uh, the show you were on? He's got like half a million followers on Instagram and like the, what? Yeah, it was like this, some radio show this morning. Um, 
I didn't know that that was gonna. I thought that it was just another guy asking for a dog video. Um, he actually sent me a picture of an iguana, which was my first iguana, and then he also sent me a picture of a dog. And I was just, you know, it was another like Venmo order. And I, here I thought that I was just doing another regular jingle. And the dude, uh, I got tagged this morning by that like radio show, and turns out it's like a nationally syndicated radio show, and it was a producer of the show that uh, submitted those animals. I was like, what the heck? Where are they finding this? So unbelievable. So. Bring me through when the news against public gatherings goes down. So you get the news, and did it all come at once, or did your uh, venues kind of go, hey, we're being tentative, or did it all get canceled at once? And, like, how'd that all go down on your end? Yeah, so I'm looking at the calendar. I think it was probably, like, March 12th, maybe, where I was playing a show at um it was it was it was like just a week after like south by got canceled and everything and like the news was kind of like starting to filter in and i was playing a show at mortimer's in minneapolis and it was kind of like that middle of that week that i was already like starting to kind of like feel this collective anxiety and everyone being like oh it's like finally here in the u.s it's in the midwest like Things are getting, and, and I kind of like knew that night, I was like, this might be the last show that I play in a while. Yeah. Because like people are already dying. Like Italy is a mess right now. New York is crazy. And at that time, like San Francisco was pretty wild, I think. And, yeah. and so I, I kind of started mentally preparing, just being like, all right, well, my, my gigs are just all going to get canceled. And so like, there's, uh, for every musician that I know anyway, everyone kind of has like, also has a side gig, like whether you're, cause it's pretty hard to make a living playing music. So uh, people will work at restaurants, people will uh, work at like guitar shops or, and retail, or I know a lot of people like me who also do video work, um, like where we'll kind of also like doing freelance projects or something. I know a lot of photographers that are also musicians and, uh, and so, but to see, like, all of your gigs getting canceled, and then also knowing that, like, in the work that I do for video, a lot of these organizations and, uh, and companies are being like, oh, well, we're, we're closing up shop, too. And then, like, all my other friends who might work in the restaurant industry, like, oh, well, I have no hours at the restaurant. It's like, no one's really in this alone. Like, it sucks for everyone. So I was kind of like, I was, I was already starting to see then that it was that following weekend. Um, kind of noticing that everyone was kind of one by one figuring out okay all of these gigs are canceled we need to figure out how to like live stream some things yeah uh, that, that's kind of the, yeah that's like the first natural response right it's like yeah, oh exactly. okay the gigs are canceled yeah so the gigs are canceled let's digitally stream it and what, what did you see most musicians doing in terms of like the monetization of like hey we obviously can't sell tickets how did you see people responding on like Hey, if we're gonna go digital, how are we still gonna, you know, make any money off of this? Yeah, so there's there's actually, I mean, immediately I noticed, and you probably noticed it too, like there was, was a lot of energy of people, uh, kind of trying to support where they can support, or if you were the type of person who has the means to support uh, art in your community or your local coffee shop, like people were immediately posting, like now's a good time to buy records, to buy merch. Now's a good time to go buy a gift card from this uh, restaurant down the corner that we want to be here after this whole mess. Yeah. Um, 
but with musicians specifically, like seeing a lot of people posting, all right, I'm going to be live streaming this set and uh, here's my Venmo. Um, you can if, use it as a virtual tip jar. If you're so compelled or if you want to like throw in a request, throw that in there. And uh, so I was seeing a lot of that. And in, in that kind of moment, I was like, okay, well, I just kind of posted to my Instagram followers. I was like, what would you actually pay to see live streamed? And like, I got a lot. That right there, that right there seems so simple. But yeah. it, I, I, that's how I approach marketing is a lot of people approach marketing and they go, oh, this is what I see a lot of people do. That's what I'm going to do. And then, so, so like, like advertising, right? Like, when's the last time you saw a billboard and you're like, oh, I'm going to listen to that billboard. Yeah. And, or like print, like there's a lot of different types of ads that you see. And the question you ask directly to your people is what yeah. would you actually pay for? Yeah. And so, so I, did that, was, like, I, got a, I got like a lot of weird responses, like, um, normal for like a person who tries to make a living strumming a guitar. Um, like I, I had a couple being like, oh, you should do some, do like a three hour loop and kind of like keep it continuing and add variations. I was like, that sounds like fun to me. I'd do that. I still will probably. Um, I had a couple, yeah. And then like, <laughs> being like, oh, you could like, uh, put a movie on mute and do a new soundtrack to it. And I was like, well, that seems like I could get into some legal issues, but it would still be a really fun yeah. idea. Um, and then, uh, of, like, a number of people, I want to say maybe five or six people were, like, bring back the dog videos. And I was like, that's fun. So, like, basically last year in, so it would have been winter of 2019, um, I was living in Montreal. And when I was there, there was, like, uh, this period of February where it was just, like, in Montreal, the snow, it will come in, like, giant amounts. And then it'll kind of, like, melt a bit. And then it'll rain on it and then freeze a sheet of ice and then snow another large amount. And it was just kind of like relentless. And our, we, we had a car there, but it was all like street parking. And so I was shoveling all day and then it would just get snowed right back in. And like, I love that city so much, but my least favorite part about it was the snow. And so like, that was yeah. kind of on the, like, the pit of despair of winter. And so I, uh, I, that, that was kind of when I was like, just kind of out of, for pure entertainment and a smile on my own face, started looking at Pet Finder, being like, I want to adopt a dog right now. And then one thing led to another, and me, a crazy person, started singing to these dogs. And uh, then one thing led to another thing, and adding the effects to it. And then I tweeted a couple of times, and uh, people started sending me pictures of their own animals to do it. I was like, wow, this is the best. I'm getting sent pictures of funny looking dogs from random people all around the internet and uh and so I, I kept that up for like three four days maybe and just kind of and kind of like stopped uh but then the, yeah I mean, you're like I got, I got other uh, stuff to do but that's funny <laughs> yeah and so but yeah so people were like bring back the dog videos i was like you got it <laughs> <laughs> so at what point did you did you see that as like okay, okay so this could be a legitimate way if people would actually pay for this. I've done it in the past. People were pretty pumped about it. How did you get the word out there that you were doing it? You go, okay, I'm going to do $5 for a video. Suggested donation. You can do more. You can do whatever. Uh, and I'm going to do a dollar to your organization that you work, you work with them, right? No, I don't actually. I don't oh, think, no. So there's, basically there's two organizations. Um, the bass player and one of my bands, General Being the Wiz, 
shout out uh, Kevin. He works for an organization called Open Arms. Yeah. They provide food to a lot of low-income families in the Twin Cities area. And so he's a, he's a, a chef with them. So he, like, helps make these massive amounts of food and design some of those recipes and stuff. And they are slammed right now, you know. Yeah. Um, and so same with Feeding America. They're a national organization. So I decided that um, I, I just posted on Twitter. I tagged that original thread that had last year's group of dogs that I was doing. And I, I just kind of posted that thread again. And I posted it on my Twitter and Facebook. And it's just like, hey, if you want to Venmo me five bucks um, and send me a picture of your animal, a dollar from each video that I make here is going to go towards one of these organizations. And so I'm at like 350 like requests. So it's going to be a bigger donation than I thought it would be. Wait, so you first post on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Like things are weird. So I'm doing this, do it. If you want to do it, if you want, what what does that initial wave of requests look like? like? How many, how many do you think like came in right away? I can tell you. I want to say that maybe in like that first day, I got like maybe forty or fifty requests, like right away. Just like people being like, "That's what, like they saw last year's videos," and and then they're like, "Oh, that's funny. I want one for my dog." And then, yeah. uh, and then what? What I loved about it was it turned into people being like, "Like it was a really depressing time. This is just two weeks ago." Um, when everyone is realizing, okay, my future now pretty much looks like the inside of my apartment or my house. Like, yeah. This is, this is pretty much where I'm going to be until the weather gets nice. And even when it does get nice, I still can't do what I want. Like, Which gets even more depressing at that point. It, exactly. And so it's like Americans were being forced with our first taste ever of not having ba some basic freedoms that we're used to. And so, uh, like, I mean, so people were all kind of like collectively sad. And so I, I would say like half of the initial requests were just like a picture being like, oh, this is my friend's dog. And they could really use like a laugh right now. They're really yeah. depressed or, or they're like, they're really feeling the weight of this anxiety, like super hard. Um, so it was a lot of people send like giving a gift to their friend. And, That's like, cool. A picture of not their animal, but somebody else's. Yeah. That that's actually a really good point. That's a layer I hadn't thought of because, so you get about 50 requests initially and you start pumping them out. Did you right away go, oh, this is an auto-tune gig. Like I got to do something that's efficient and I got to do something that I can fulfill these requests without like absolutely draining all day, every day trying to keep up. Yeah, and, like, I'm pretty backlogged, but I usually try and I, – I don't want to do too many in a day because I want, like, people are actually paying for these, so I want them to kind of stay unique. And I feel like if I do any more than, like, five or six in an hour, I'll feel like I'm just kind of – I don't want to, like, jingles to turn into the same jingle or anything. So Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, like, I'm telling people that I, I'm trying to get them to them within, like, two or three weeks. And it's, like, even though – Yes, I'm like out of work. I don't. I can't do it all day every day because then that would take some of the fun out of it for me too. Like I want it to stay kind of sacred and fun for me. Like if I can keep it yeah. going, then, and then well, if it's not if it's not fun for you, these videos aren't going to be as good. Like that's the exactly. That's, and it won't, yeah, it's like they, they sound great. Whatever you've done to build the auto tuning platform is like it. They sound cool, but honestly, the big part of it is like my mom sent it in. She's already said about five times starring lucky their dog and 
I didn't know she sent it. And then she just out of the blue sent the video out to our entire family. And it was like, this is the song Seth wrote about Lucky. And it's Lucky on a boat. I posted it on the Instagram story if you want to see it. But it was just like, I was sitting there dying laughing, sitting alone in my apartment. Because it's That's just, you notice. From, too. Yeah, and you just notice these little things about the dogs and you riff on them. And it's just hilarious. And so you get those 50 orders in in that first week. You start going, did that surprise you? Or was it like, no, I knew people really dug this. This would be a 50 right away. I, I expected there to be like a couple of friends or even like some of the people who, who did one who like sent me a dog last year or something. And yeah. like I was getting some texts from some closer friends being like, uh, you know, like seeing that they obviously wanted to support like a musician who's not doing gigs this weekend all of yeah. a sudden. Uh, but then, yeah, it, once people kept like sharing them with one another, then I got a little bit, a little bit shell shocked. I was like, oh God. Um, and then I, I, Okay, I actually have, like, this was my original list, was just, like, me writing things down <laughs> on a piece of paper, and I just started with this one piece of paper, and then you can see the, the staples, I, like, kept adding another sheet, and then, like, <laughs> like and, and then pretty soon I was like, this is not sustainable, and so yeah. I, I digitized everything, a man of the 21st century. Yeah, has anyone, like, anyone told you about Excel by any chance? I know, I started making, <laughs> Oh, that's the thing. I thought I'd get like five or six initially, so I was like, "Oh, better write this down." So I don't. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I, I'd yeah, be lying. They are they are digital, but for some reason, writing them down it, it, it eases my anxiety. Uh, and like one of my best friends is like a data analyst, and he was like, "What are you doing right now?" And I so I like made a spreadsheet and had him help me like flesh it out and everything. So. So you get those 50 done. How, how much time did that take you? Uh, probably like that first like four days or so. Four days pumping those out. You get you get those out there. How the heck did you get on Carol Evan? Dude, so that <laughs> and then really you're getting more. covered by city pages. And like, yeah. I, all of a sudden I'm like, because it's one of those things where like, obviously we know each other already and you're mm -hmm. posting this stuff and I'm like, this is hilarious. Like. I'm following everything that you're doing because I think it's just awesome. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, check this out. And it was Carol. I'm like, wait, what? He's like on the legitimate statewide news. Where, how did that happen? Yeah, I just, so I think it was, there was like some reporter at Carol 11 who had actually reached out about one of her dogs and wanted, wanted a dog video. I didn't know that it was that same, or I didn't know that she was a reporter at the time. I just kind of like logged it. And, uh, yeah. and one of her colleagues ended up reaching out to me through the contact form on web, my website being like, this is, this is kind of fun. And I think people need a smile right now. Yeah. Um, could, could I meet with you to like talk about what you're doing? And then she ended up coming to my studio, to our studio and doing a, doing like a whole little piece on it. Which I was kind of shocked. We spent like a whole hour together. <laughs> uh, she had, she has cats too. And she submitted a few of her cats. I still got to get to them. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I was like, I just got a big workload, lots of cat, cat and dog pictures. I'm just real got, bad. Got to make a lot of uh, jingles today. Uh, if I have to look at another cute dog today, I just got to save it for tomorrow. I think got to stay fresh. Uh, I wish so, it has been the most welcome distraction though. Like when I open uh, like Twitter and see a bunch yeah. of funny animals instead of the news, like that's I call that a blessing for me. So. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, like, Care 11 picks it. Was it kind of the, the first one? Uh, 
Mom, calm, calm down on the, the, the comments here. Hey. <laughs> I, I have since started doing other animals than other than dogs. <laughs> we, I, we got, we, I extended the cats, and then there were a couple of birds that came in, and I've got a lot of bunnies on the docket. Yesterday, I did my first bearded dragon. Um, what else we got? We got a, I, I had a possum today that I, that I posted that's sitting in somebody's backyard. Uh, I have then, I have an aloe plant. Oh yeah, we can sing to a plant. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll see. I yeah, I have to wait a few weeks because it's. I think it's sensing my mood and it's not looking real good right now. So I gotta yeah. nurture it back to health. And so all of a sudden you're on Care Eleven. When you're on that uh, platform, do you see a lot more requests coming after that? Is that something that like all of a sudden they start flowing in, or did they, they keep trickling in? Yeah, there was a there was a good amount that came in through the Care Eleven thing, and and what I liked about that too was like they really like they pointed out that this isn't just for me. Like yeah. yes, I have it hard without being with being like gigless now until seemingly June, but uh, there are a lot of people who don't even have a roof over their heads, and so they exactly. do a really good point of kind of focusing on the aspect that I'm donating a, a lot of the, these dollars to some good organizations. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's quite frankly, if I'm being completely transparent, something I've kind of been struggling with the balance of that's like, yeah, this is really hard because we sell coffee and most places that sell coffee that we sell to are closed. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, compared to a lot of situations, we're in a good shape. Uh, and like, it's kind of hard to. And so I've been keeping trying to keep it as positive as possible. And even when things are bad, that how can we find good in this? And that's why I like what you're doing. You go, this is something that I enjoy doing. Uh, I'm going to be able to help organizations that are doing great things. And then also be able to spread positivity uh, through a platform of pets, that, which, let's be honest, people our age at this point probably like cats and dogs more than they like people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's okay. It's and so... If I heard you correctly, you just said that you had like 350 in the... Yeah, we're we're approaching 350 pretty quick. But yeah, so it's like there was that there was that uh, that Care 11 piece came out, yeah. and uh, like I said, they did a great job. They focused on uh, some of those nonprofits that were that I'm trying to help out, and yeah. but that I didn't expect that to be maybe one of like NBC's only pieces of good news to talk about because all of a sudden like. I'm getting calls from like my mom being like, "Oh, my friend told me she saw the Care Eleven thing again. I was just on a commercial, and I was like, what? Like, I don't get TV. I, I mean, we have just like an Apple TV, so I right. don't watch the Care Eleven live or anything. But apparently, it was, uh, it was like being used and re aired and stuff. And then I'm getting like messages on my email just from people being like, "Hey, just saw you on the news in North Carolina. Oh, just saw you in Boston. Oh, just saw you in Seattle on the news. Like, are you still are you the guy that makes the songs for for animals?" Well, like, so yeah. yeah, I guess the other side would be how, how can people reach out to you or I guess like how have they been contacting you? Do, do you have like a website where people Oh no. We lost that. And we're going live with him, waiting for him to come back in. Wait for it. It booted me off there for a minute. And we're back. Uh, so, Is that just Terp Albert and the Tijuana Brass? 
Yes. <laughs> That's the song That's that plays in my head when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so where were we? Uh, do you do you have so at this point were you like, oh, I should set up a website, make it all professional, and take orders, or are you just like, hey, hit me up? Yeah, so I, I, it was like, I, I was thinking about that, like, I want to set, like, a perfect balance of being able to, like, still accept as many of these as I can, but not be, like, super overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, I said, it has to stay fun, otherwise, no one's going to laugh at them, no one's going to smile at them if I'm not having fun. Yeah. And so, uh, basically, if pe people can get in touch with me on either Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, and I kind of gather all that information and kind of move it into my organized spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it'll start with a donation. So people will like send me pictures of their animal, but um, I'm not going to, I'll mention to them like, yeah, this is super cute, but I'll get you added to the list if you make this donation. Yeah. Um, and I've since, uh, so like, yeah, once it was like nationally syndicated and going all around the country, uh, was when um, I set up another page on my website, justsethdoing.com slash pet song now. So, so Say that, that one more that, time. It's sethdoing.com slash pet songs. Uh, Sethdoing, D-U-I-N.com slash pet songs, one word. Yeah, and then that way people are able to kind of, that, there I was able to put a lot of things in one place, like, this is the story of why this is so ridiculous and why I'm doing this. Yeah, I just realized this is going to be backwards, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't care. Dang it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, uh, I set that up so that people can have kind of like an easy access point. But basically, if anybody starts with either a Venmo or a PayPal, um, then I'll get in touch with them to figure out how they can get me a picture of their... They're all furry friends. Yeah. So I uh, anytime I see something like this just kind of take off where I'm like, holy smokes. Like, it went from just something that was in my own world, my friend, very talented musician, posting this funny thing that he's doing, which it's even funnier that you're, you're so talented. And this is like, this is what... <laughs> like, Dude, I was saying... This is what's being written about. It's like, I've devoted... 12 plus years of my life uh, singularly to perfecting the art of guitar and continued progress all the time and like the thing that's being written about is these pet jingles and i'm like okay i go why, why is that and so you're so messed up <laughs> and so i'm trying to do like this uh analysis afterwards of why this out of like all the times I've seen you play and had my mind blown every time that I go, how does he continue to get better at guitar? This is unbelievable that like, how is it pet jingles is the thing that that, that gets written about national syndication is being blasted out to millions of people. And so, so my take on it is that when this all went down, I think you nailed a lot on the head as you're talking, whether intentionally or unintentionally was that like, first of all, obviously things were freaky, like really tense, really anxious, a lot of uncertainty going on, not just in the musician community, but for everybody. You know, the, the restaurant industry that I'm obviously a close part of, uh, music industry, service industry, uh, all these offices. So even people with completely stable jobs, their lives are being disrupted working from home. And so across the board, everybody's really tense and anxious. So right away, you have like this playing field of anxieties up here. And most people, that was kind of the message they're sending out to everybody. That's like, hey, we're also 
tense and anxious, which is true, but that's not going to stick out. And so all of a sudden you've got you come in and you're like, hey, this is weird. I'm doing dog videos. And so it was so different than everything else out there that it was hard not to notice it. Because I think like the, the, the whole virtual side of things has been very cool. And I think the creativity of people across the board has been very cool to watch and how people, we, we just did a virtual yoga on Saturday that like we had, yes. yeah, we had like 18 people show up to do virtual yoga. I'm like, I can't get 18 people to show up for stuff in real life. And, uh, yeah. and so it's cool to see the creativity, but I think because you did it so differently that people are just like starving for positivity. And so it's the combination that not only is it, this a talented local musician and I want to support him and it's a time where people are looking to support, but also the positivity you had, the fact that you're donating a dollar to a good cause. And then just like the videos themselves are just so funny. Like the details you point out about each animal is my favorite part. And I'm like, it's, it, I, don't, I don't know if you call it lyric writing, but I think I call the very, reaction for lyrics. Yeah. It's very, very clear you're having fun while you're doing it. And so when I look at this as like one of the downsides of starting a business is you have trouble not looking at things as like a business thing is I go, the, the passion that you had for it, that's like, you can tell you're enjoying this. It's not like you looked at the market and you go, what could people use right now? Oh, they need, you know what they need that there's a good market opportunity for is dog videos. You're like, I really enjoy doing this, so I'm going to do it. And it's in the past, people have shown that they liked when I did it. And so because you enjoy it, it translates in the video. So it creates this awesome final product that people are really digging. And then the word of mouth on something like this is so easy to do. You yeah. send them a video. You send them a video, and anyone who knows their dog, they're going to blast that video out to 20 people and be like, yeah. look at this video I just got. Yeah, you nailed it on the head. There was just like, and there still is, there's this collective chaotic anxiety of just like, everyone needs some excuses to to smile. And so, yeah, this is this is a goofy, very strange thing that I was doing for me to make me smile and... So the fact that other people are like sending me more ammunition to to pump out like more joy for for me yeah. is like pretty humbling in itself. So I'm yeah I'm still having a great time with it. And like you said, people people are really enjoying that they feel like when they are sending me some money to make them a video. Not only is that helping this artist who doesn't have gigs right now, but it's their dollar one dollar from this is also going to something much bigger. Yeah. Well, and it's cool that it's gotten to the point that it's like, it's not even just a gesture anymore. The numbers you're doing, it's like, this can make a real positive impact during this time. And yeah. man, it's been so cool to see just like, I mean, myself, I opened that video and I was like, oh yeah, I heard he was doing these. And then I played that thing like 10 times and I sent it to everybody that I knew that was like, look at this video Seth just did. And it just absolutely cracked me up. Um, yeah, shout out to Ellie Dave for that one. That was fun. Yeah, well, and then the, the, the flip side of it is the speed at which you decided to do it. And, like, yeah, it's a relatively, like, in theory, it's a simple concept. But when you think of all the details of directions you could take it, it helped that you had done it in the past and you knew that you'd done dog videos before and so you could do it. Yeah. 
but the speed at which you did it that it was like that news came through your gigs fell through and it was like a couple of days later you're like hey if you're interested i'm doing this and, and that's not to be understated because i think a lot of people might sit back and go let's see what happens i hope i'm okay i hope we're all okay i hope something happens or I hope the mood gets better and the speed yeah. at which you just decided like I'm gonna do this if not as a potential way to be able to pay the bills and make up for these lost gigs but as a way to support local causes that are doing great things and and also to spread a bunch of positivity during a time that's like really weird yeah I think uh, so there's a couple things with that like and I think you probably know this more than a lot of people is when you were in charge of your own business whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an artist, um, or you have uh, your complete kind of like future in your control, like, or if you're a freelancer, like, like myself, like, you're always constantly looking four or five months in advance. Yeah. Um, trying to always stay like one step ahead. So you know that you can pay the bills for the next month, um, or half a year down the road, you know, um, you want to know that you're going to be employed, that you have plans, that you're going to have some stream of income coming in. And like, it takes a long time to kind of learn that you need to get in this routine of always looking ahead three, four, five months at a time. But then to see that all washed away, almost like in, in that freelancy brain makes you immediately kind of like snap into fight or flight mode where it's like, okay, survive. What do I do? What am I good at? How do I use these skills? How do I get creative with these skills? How do I turn this guitar into some money? Like, you know, uh, and so it's like you 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 kind of like snapping at all cylinders. And so like uh, I know a lot of other musicians like myself. Like another thing I'm doing right now is helping uh, one church that I did a church gig with, um, helping them using some of uh, uh, by recording a lot of the music for their digital services now. And so like stuff like that. And so like um, I'm sure like how are you adjusting now? Like with all of a sudden less. Like, more people are going to grocery stores at different times, I'm sure. But, like, all these coffee shops where you sell your beans to, like, now what for you? It's, like, what you just said, it's weird that we don't do anything that's remotely similar. But it's the exact same mindset. Uh, the news came down at, like, it was, like, a Monday at, like, noon. And, obviously, it was, the, the speed at which this happened was pretty alarming. Because it went from this thing that you, like man, this, this is like popping up on the news a lot. And, oh, man, situation overseas is looking pretty crazy. And then, oh, it's in the U.S. And then all of a sudden it was like the week before uh, Governor Walls was like, this might be possible sometime in the near future. And then it was like the following Monday. It's like, hey, bars, restaurants, cafes, clothes. And I was actually out delivering cold brew at the time. So I, I had a car full of cold brew. And I'm like, obviously – these restaurants aren't going to need this cold brew. And so it was like noon and I just went straight home. I was like, shut everything down. I'm not answering anything. And I got to figure out like, where are we at now? Mm -hmm. What is our business now? If these places aren't going to be selling any coffee, what is it if they sell a little bit like the takeout and stuff, which sounded like it was going to be the case. And, uh, and, and my immediate response was like, I, I'll just promote online sales. Yeah. But, much like what in looking at what you did is I go, but that's no different than what anybody else is doing. I don't want to just ask people to buy coffee online because it's, it's hard because that's, it's, it's, I don't want you to buy it because 
the times are hard. I want you to buy it for a reason. And yeah. so like when, when you look at your recordings, people buy it because it's like, I want to be happy. Oh, it's also cool. I get to support Seth in this cause. But like most people are probably like, this is hilarious. I want it. And so, yeah. so I had to think really quickly about, well, how do I get, how do I change this really crappy situation and make it into something that somebody would actually want? Not just doing it to feel good about supporting local, which obviously is very, very important. But like I said, everybody's in the same boat. So I don't want to, I don't want to have the message of support me because I want everybody to be supported. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a tough topic to cover. And so my ultimate yeah. decision was if I'm going to ask people to buy my coffee, they have to have a new reason why. So at that moment, I was like, well, what's something we've always wanted to do? Our website was like very okay. And it could be better. Our subscription service was terrible. You had to pay for the entire year, the entire six months up front. And even though it's a good deal in the long run, that, that's a lot of money to spend on coffee at one time. And, uh, and so I just locked myself in my apartment for like 72 hours. I, so from noon to 2 a.m. that day, I learned how to use Squarespace because GoDaddy didn't do subscriptions like I wanted to. And so I had to scrap our website and then the, the, uh, I went to bed at 2 and woke up at 6 and then went from 6 a.m. to 4 a.m. and then launched the website that night. And now we're right. like, but it's exactly what you said. It was fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. that, that was two weeks ago. And like yesterday, I was looking at my computer. I had like one email I had to send and type up. And I was like, uh, I'm tired, though. Mm -hmm. And yet two weeks earlier, I somehow was able to put in like 40 hours of work in a couple of days to get yeah. that done. And so it's like that fight or flight mode that sometimes a situation like this obviously is very serious, but apart from the actual health scares, but the business side of things is like, what good can come of this? Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to get you on today and talk about pivoting because it's easy to look at the, the your, your dog jingles and go like, oh, that's a cute story. But I look at it and go, this is like a low-key, brilliant, like, Thing he's doing here it's so different it's like it's purely for fun but it has so many layers of why people want to be a part of it that i'm like i want to talk to him about this because it, it literally made me think about things differently when i saw that that i was like man this is how i need to communicate coffee like it's got to be positive it's got to continue to be fun because even though things are difficult what people are starting for right now is positivity and fun stuff and so i was just like it was so cool to see all that and, and like all the coverage you're getting. I, you, and like you said, like I was the one positive story on Care 11 that night. You go, that's because it, it's just not the story right now. That, yeah. And, and so I, I wonder if you feel like this at all. That's kind of like, well, how can we be positive, purely positive during a time like this mm -hmm. when things are so seriously tough? Mm -hmm. And I struggle with it too. That's like, maybe I should be a bit more sensitive to everything. But I go, people are looking, they're starving for that. And so I, I don't know if that's something you've had a thought of, but yeah, I, no, it's, I think, yeah, it's really hard. Cause you know, especially like we're in the middle of the country right now and kind of like, we, we haven't even seen the full effects of what's going to happen. I'm no medical expert. My sister-in-law's the doctor and, but like, I, I read, I read, you know, and uh and i'm fully aware that like a lot like people close to us will die and like yeah. that's gonna suck um yeah. so like it's not gonna get better before it gets worse and 
Um, so yeah, for, for me, my coping mechanism has always been music, like mm -hmm. pick up an instrument, listen to a record, throw on a live show, go to a show, can't go to mm -hmm. those now. But yeah. yeah, so like music already is the way that I kind of cope with most things. Um, it elevates the soul and the, uh, they're just like, I think that the best thing about this is it's using music in a very goofy way and yeah. combining it with like funny looking animals which are and like i said before it's a distraction which like distractions aren't always healthy but i think right now um when, if you're like me and you do enjoy to read the news like i can't take in too much of it you have yeah. to find this balance where you're towing the line of staying informed enough but also like staying healthy yeah. um, there's a point where you can just take in too much information and that can really weigh on you inside so um for me it's about finding kind of that balance of being informed but being like positive that yes that the thing is everyone is in this together at the same mm -hmm. time we're all dealing with it in our own way um i just happen to be singing to animals on a screen and that's my way of dealing with it and I'm really happy that other people have latched on and found yeah. that funny enough. Like all people will just kind of like go through and see these videos and laugh at them. And, yeah. and if that's a way that I can, without like, as, as a musician, you know, your point of like existence is you're providing entertainment for people as a way to kind of like exit the reality of everyday life and kind of lose themselves into a song or a performance or a sound that they uh, want to latch on to and like if I can't be doing that on a stage or um, uh, and like putting on fun events for people like this is the next best thing as an in the life of an entertainer so uh, yeah. it's fun it's goofy and it's lighthearted and that's what people need right now yeah and that, I think there's two really interesting points you made there is one it's like I think in this day of social media, people are like, you have to only be a one track mind at all times. Like if you do something that's not completely along one thought pattern, then you're being insensitive or, but it's like, you can, you can have both. Mm -hmm. You can be fully aware of the seriousness of the situation, but also still think a 30 second jingle about your dog is hilarious. Yeah. And I think more and more, it's almost like if you send messaging that is different like that, that people, I don't know. I struggle with it, but I, you made a really good point about that, that it's like, I don't know if it's compartmentalizing or a distraction or however you want to talk about it, that you can have both of these feelings at the same time. Realize the gravity of the situation. Realize that overall, there's a lot of anxiety and things are tough, but in a weird way, that makes what you're doing even more important. And then the yeah. second part of that is something I'm realizing personally. And I'm sure every person who's taking the uh, shelter at home seriously, as they should, is the things you take for granted that you don't consider to be very, like, vital to your living or your health, that are. And, like, there's the obvious one. There, there's the obvious ones, like the gym. Like, obviously, you can't go to a gym. A lot of people are like, that sucks. But something I've realized very quickly is, like, music is mm -hmm. something that I don't know if you asked me a month ago, is that something you consider vital to your well-being? I, go, I don't know. I really like going to shows. I really like seeing people play live. Uh, and I'm realizing more and more, I think it really hit me that the General B show was the first one I had on my calendar that I couldn't go to. Mm. 
And I realized at that time, that's like, whoa, this is something that is deeply important to my well-being. Mm -hmm. And trying to find a way to get around that, that it's like the virtual is good, but it's just not quite the same and trying to, uh, and, and so I think that the one positive I'm trying to take out of this is hopefully people, while they're tucked away, come back with a new appreciation for everything. Yeah. And what, I, what I'm deeply hoping, not only for like coffee, obviously, and food, and all, all, all the people I know in the cafe, restaurant, bar, uh, it's that hopefully everybody comes out in full force and it's like, we never realized how much we took all this stuff for granted and how pumped everybody will be to come back. And hopefully like the live shows that are done, doing after this are like that much rowdier and that much more people come out to support that you go, this was a really tough time, but maybe out of this whole thing, people gain a little bit more perspective on this type of thing. Yeah, I think that that's what I was just going to say is that it's 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 going to give people a lot of perspective and like people are realizing that when I when when I go to a show it's not always just about seeing a band it's about being somewhere with your friends uh saddling up to the bar and ordering a drink uh saying hey to a face that you recognize from a restaurant a couple of days ago or seeing a buddy from high school show up that you didn't know would be there like just these social interactions that we're missing now. Like, uh, I think a lot of people who are mostly extroverted, like myself, are really feeling the pangs of that, of just kind of like, oh, yeah, this was a huge part of my life that I'm now, is now completely cut out and that affects my day-to-day -day mentality. So in terms of gathering spaces, I'm, I'm, I'm very in tune with what's happening in like the food beverage world. Is there any kind of uh, timeline for social gatherings? Is that the, in terms of when they're predicting or any dates they've thrown out that you're are basically in the music industry? Are Is anybody trying to plan anything at this point? So uh, I have a couple answers to that. First being like, I'm still getting word from cancellations on gigs. Like I've, I had pretty much a full weekend calendar up until uh, August. And, uh, but Right, uh, last week, cancellations were coming in. Like, uh, we, General B was scheduled to play Fulton's Grand Fondo, um, and that was on May 2nd, and that just got postponed. So that's telling me, like, oh, that's a huge event that they're canceling that first weekend in May. I'm seeing a couple other cancellations for two weeks into May now. But one encouraging thing, and I can't talk about it yet, but um, uh, there's a possible a thing happening in like late July that's being planned um, by a pretty big uh, company. And I take that as a good sign. Um, Is it an iPhone launch? <laughs> yes, we'll be playing in Silicon Valley. <laughs> uh, no, I was actually no, just yeah. about to ask, is there anything, because one other thing to say is like, well, how can we make sure there's something absolutely awesome when we come back to generate yeah. that assignment? I mean, I'm sure it's nerve-wracking for these organizers, too, but they're booking bands for a gig in mid to late July, which I take as a good sign that things I know, are better. I know you can't say summer. anything about it. Is it local? Is it local to Twin Cities? It's local to the Midwest. To the Midwest, okay. All right, I won't ask anymore because I don't want you to be in a position that you <laughs> have to say no. I don't want to get in trouble, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's awesome, though. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about that. No, this this whole story has been very cool to follow. Uh, 
Well, thanks for calling. And thanks to your mom for sending a, a picture of Lucky to sing about. <laughs> yeah, and so I guess if, wait, I wonder if this bled through. I was going to say if it bled through, you'd be able to read it. Oh, just barely. Just barely. But sethdoing.com slash pet songs. Uh, you are on Instagram at? Everything's just my first and last name. It's pretty Seth easy. Doing. Let me, here, I'm going to try really quick. Are going to try and draw it backwards? Yeah. Why don't you riff on the guitar for like 15 seconds. I'm going to draw it. I'm going to write your Instagram handle backwards so oh, that it shows correct. up frontwards. I shut everything down, but I can give a little acoustic performance. Perfect. Who likes Wonderwall? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Ellie is saying October 24th, we got a wedding gig. Oh, yes. Uh, a little too short to be stormtroopers coming to. Where is that wedding, Ellie? Oh, it's, it's General B is playing that wedding. Yeah, Okaboji. Let's see. It's got backwards S. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. I said, maybe. <laughs> I messed this up real bad. One second. The at sign's really messing me up. Ellie doesn't like Wonderwall. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you did it. At Good job. Ah, the end is backwards. At the end ends are hard. <laughs> like a little fourth graders writing. That's cute. That's like the Nine Inch Nails. I don't know why it reminds me of that. But at <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, the October one's in Minneapolis. <laughs> That's my brother's oh, wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Anyway. Well, thanks for having me, Rob. At Seth doing Everybody buy Folly Coffee. It's really good. And Follow him. Cool if you have a pet, send him a pet picture at sethdoing.com slash pet songs. If you have a friend with a pet, send them a video. Spread some positivity. $5 recommend, and feel free to do more. A dollar of each goes to a nonprofit organization. Uh, yeah, I will blast out that on our story right now. And thanks for joining me, man. This is fun. I'm, I'm, hey, thank you. Let's, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to chat with you in person sometime soon. I'm actually shocked this worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, catch you later, man. All right, love you, buddy.